Welcome back to Love Letters and Mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. This is a weekly podcast with new episodes every Sunday and Monday morning. The inspiration for this podcast was a desire to write, share, and talk about things that our younger selves needed to hear, whether that was 30 years ago, 3 years ago, or yesterday. After you listen to this episode, please make sure to subscribe on your favorite listening platform. You can rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or share it with friends. If you enjoy this episode, please consider sponsoring this podcast with a monthly donation by clicking the link in my Instagram bio at Love Letters and Mixtapes. I'd like to thank the sponsor of this podcast, Snake River Roasting Company is an organic coffee roaster located in the beautiful mountains of Jackson Hole, Wyoming. They roast award-winning coffees, and their mission and commitment to supporting the rights of women farmers around the world are just incredible. I started my morning with a cup of their Rome, Wyoming organic coffee blend. Snake River Roasting Company has a free shipping code for you to give their delicious coffee a taste. Head to their website, snakeriverroastingco.com, and use the code COFFEELOVE at checkout for free shipping on all domestic coffee orders. Well, we have shifted into the time of year when all the resolutions that we so firmly made in the end of December or the beginning of January begin to sort of fade away. And I actually really embrace this time when the shine of all that newness that we were talking about, you know, the new me, the new habits, the new discipline, when all of that has started to wear off and we sort of recalibrate and return to the rhythm of our daily lives. And I guess I actually like this point because it almost feels a little more emotionally sober than the intoxication of those New Year's resolutions that no one really takes seriously. It's almost kind of known that if you set a goal, you can kind of give it up and no one really expects you to hold on to it and really achieve it. And I guess part of the intoxication of the concept of a new year is you get that new year, new you, second chance, starting over energy And we kind of set ourselves up to fail. And when we do that, we don't actually have to put in the effort that we would to create more sustainable or achievable changes. So there's kind of like a roller coaster energy that goes along with it. You know, if we decide that we're changing our diet and we're exercising more and we're sleeping nine hours a night, we're going to volunteer every weekend. Just the buzz from the idea of it or from talking about it and telling other people what we're about to do, that can kind of get us high and it can take us out of the moment. And when we develop this habit of setting unachievable goals that require massive amounts of effort and discipline that we have not really demonstrated up until this point in our lives, then we have to ask ourselves, what is our real end goal? What are we trying to do here? Are we trying to self-sabotage? Are we trying to, you know, write out a self-fulfilling prophecy? Or do we actually think that this is going to happen? Or do we want to feel like the person who would do these things for a short period of time? Almost like trying on an outfit in a store instead of actually working to become this person. 
what is the secondary gain of consistently failing to follow through on the promises that you've made to yourself or failing to achieve the goals that you set for yourself or falling short of this very idealized version that you have of yourself? What are we trying to get away from by setting these unachievable goals? And another question on the flip side is, what about the things that bring us closer to who we are, where we are, and what we are made of? Are we trying to distance ourselves from those things or align with them? How do we view these small achievable goals, those little incremental deposits into our self-esteem, our self-worth, our correct perception, the way that we can move our lives forward inch by inch? How do we view those things? Does it seem attractive or a waste of time? Does it seem maybe not as interesting as some of those out-of-reach goals that can kind of get us high? And what happens when we begin to achieve these small victories and make the consistent changes in our lives that chip away at our distorted perception and actually move us forward in the direction we truly want to go? Well, this week, I wanted to talk about this and share a quote that has always helped me to course correct, prioritize my life, and bring my intentions and impact into alignment with my actions. And this is a quote by Earl Hightower. He said, I am less than the actions I take. And I've shared this quote a lot with people in my personal life, in my writing, on social media, and there are always people who misinterpret it. And I get that because that happens a lot. You know, I'll share something and you can't imagine that 5,000 people are going to interpret it the same way that you mean it. I get that. But people will hear me say that I'm less than the actions I take, and they will immediately try to tell me that oh no, you really are a good person or that you should just think more of yourself or you really need to work on your self-esteem. And when they say that, what they don't understand is that I didn't say that I was less than anyone else. I said I was less than the actions I take. And in saying that, I'm saying that I am the only person that I am accountable to and that I am the only person I can compare myself to. Meaning, I can spend a lifetime in my head telling myself what a good person I think I am, or I can pay attention to what it is that I do in my everyday life, my mistakes, my good works, And through the consistent and repeated actions I take, the decisions I make, the words I do and do not say, the resentments and anger that I don't act on, the generosity I share, the gratitude I give, you get the idea. I can look at all of those things and start doing my own personal inventory, really getting out of my head and into the reality of my life. And this can be really confusing. 
when we first begin to inventory our lives because we're being invited to shift our perspective and focus less on talking about what we are going to do and instead focus on walking the walk of what we are actually doing. And in this situation, questions that I would ask myself that I invite you to ask yourself are, am I showing up on a regular basis, making the world a kinder, safer, gentler place? Am I introducing ease into my relationships, my dynamics, every setting I walk into? What are my patterns? What am I consistently doing every single day? Which of my negative, harmful behaviors or character defects do I rationalize when I fear that I might not get my needs met? Am I existing in my present instead of fantasizing about my potential or my passion? What is my purpose? What is my personal mission statement? What is my why? What am I walking towards every single day? How do I add value to the world around me? What am I doing that brings peace and clarity into my own life and into the lives of the people I interact with? Do I live by a code of rigorous honesty or is lying by omission acceptable to me? What excuses do I make? Am I a good person in romantic relationships when all is well, but allow myself to behave differently when things aren't really going my way? And I definitely have more questions in this episode, but I'm going to pause there with the questions for a second because I want to explore something. You know, the saying, I am less than the actions I take, always resonated with me because I recognize that we all get trapped in our heads. We all replay scenarios over and over again. We perseverate on the past things we wanted to say, things we didn't say, things we should have done, things we didn't do. I am not unique in that. I know that we all do that. And we do that because the past is this magical, incredible place to hang out in. It's almost soothing because it never changes. We can return to it whenever we want. And the memories are there, whether they are good or bad like a warm blanket. Nothing ever changes. We can loop it over and over again in our minds, and we never have to take new accountability or really be present. And something else that we do to take ourselves out of the here and now that's a little bit different than thinking about the past is spending our time picturing this ideal version of ourselves that we would be or could be if only circumstances outside of ourselves had been different, if only people had treated us better, 
If only things had worked out according to our plans, we would have been totally different. And that's very much a trap. So I want to talk about that because we can spend our whole lives imagining how we would masterfully handle situations or impress people or show kindness under duress. But what did we actually do in those situations? Because if I'm waiting for circumstances to line up to be the person that I want to be, I might be waiting for a really long time. Life happens on life's terms. So I don't get presented these completely perfect scenarios or relationships or dynamics to show my highest self. Sometimes our highest self comes out when everything's going wrong. So it's all well and good to imagine the person we want to be seen as. I mean, that can be a very helpful tool saying I want to be kind or compassionate or any of those things. But I want to bring it up because there's always that point where it keeps us frozen in time and space. It keeps us locked in our heads, always dreaming of how circumstances around us have to align perfectly or change in order for us to be these people instead of saying, I'm going to be this person and see what happens with my circumstances. And by bringing this up, I'm saying, are we willing to show up in the world today where we are with what we have? What actions are we taking every single day? And what actions are we taking in the difficult moments? And how different would our self-perception be if it could only be measured by our actions? A question that I've posed very often in the support groups I've led or during one-on-one work with newcomers is, do you have a history of thinking your way into healthy actions? or acting your way into healthy thinking? And what does the difference look like in your life? So pause for a second and really try to go deep in your own history. Do you spend all of your time thinking your way into healthy action or acting your way into healthy thinking? And for anyone in a 12-step program who's listening, you know about the promises that each program talks about. And a great question to ask ourselves each day if we are trying to work a 12-step program of recovery is, are we working the promises and trying to allow the steps to just unfold in our lives? Or are we working the steps and allowing the promises to unfold in our lives? And what is the difference? Now, for anyone who's not in a 12-step recovery program, maybe just take a moment to reflect on how often we rest in the idea of outcomes without a willingness to do what needs to be done in order to achieve those outcomes. Do we live in the reality of our experience or do we live in the fantasy of who we wish we could be? And What is the story that we tell ourselves when things that we didn't work for end up not working out in our lives? Is it a story of, 
I'm not good enough. I knew I would never be good enough. Or the good stuff only happens for other people. Or if I only had this thing, or if this one thing had happened at the specific time and in this specific way, and this person had acted the way I wanted them to, then all would be better. I would be better. Is that the story we're telling ourselves? And I don't say that for any of us to bully ourselves. I say it to invite us to get really honest and say, am I trapped in that? And is there something I want to shift? Some more really helpful questions are, is there a version of me that only exists in my mind? And how far away is this version from the person that I am on a daily basis? What actions would I have to take to bring myself into alignment with this version of my higher self? And which of these actions brings up the most resistance within me? What would living in a state of conscious action force me to let go of? And can I live with that? And now this brings up the ways that we sometimes weaponize virtue as a really hidden way to hold ourselves back and to stay small. We can sometimes predetermine that we are quote-unquote good people just by our mere existence. We can villainize other people or say things like, at least I'm not as bad as that guy over there. And we're not really thinking about examples of ways in which we have chosen to actively contribute to life, even when no one was looking, even when it may not have been convenient for us. So we're not looking at what we add and contribute and how we help or how we bring ease. We're just saying, I'm not as bad as that person. And right there, if we get really honest with ourselves and we say, you know, maybe I am distorting virtue and I'm actually harming myself. It's an invitation to look at all of this a different way. Now, not everyone is on the same journey, and I think that that's really important to point out when discussing a topic like this one, because some people will never feel as if they're doing enough, and they can compromise their own lives by overcompensating, by giving too much, while some other people never self-reflect. And they never hold themselves accountable to a completely different standard. And so this is not a one-size-fits-all statement. This is an invitation. And I always like to say that in these episodes to remind you of that. I know that there's a lot of like preaching that goes on out there and a lot of black and white thinking. And that's not what this is about. This is me saying, I don't know what actions you're taking every day, and I don't know the version of you that exists in your mind. Only you do. But I am inviting you to bring those two closer together and say, what would that look like in my life? Is there some power there? By keeping them very separate and very distant, am I kind of holding myself back? Am I creating limits in my own life? It's never going to be about me or anyone else deciding for you who you are. It's about you allowing yourself the safety and the space to inventory your own life, 
and to be willing to do something about the things that you don't align with. I also know that there can be this negative connotation that some of us have with working towards something. And I wanted to address that in this discussion because when I am talking about taking action steps, it almost might feel as if I'm talking about something that will deplete you or wear you down or have you feeling energetically beaten up or beaten down. But when we are strengthening our alignment with things that move us towards the most present and purposeful version of ourselves, it actually restores our spirit. So if the idea of holding ourselves accountable for our actions feels tiresome or stressful, I want to remind you that this might just be one of those stories we tell ourselves, and you don't have to go to the extreme right away. You know, let's bring it full circle to what we talked about in the beginning of the episode. It's not like making a New Year's resolution and, you know, five days into the new year, you give it up because you overshot the mark. It's really about saying, how can I do this on a regular basis, so much so that it becomes part of my emotional toolkit, that I can look myself in the mirror and say, I am less than the actions I take. And it doesn't beat me up. It doesn't make me feel bad about myself. It actually inspires me. And it reminds me that I am so much more than I think I can be. Than this idea that I have of myself or this vision I have of myself. I am the things that I can contribute every single day. I am how I show up in relationships. I am how I communicate. I am how I give. I am the boundaries I hold for myself. I am the way I love myself. I am the way I share love in this world. So I encourage you to use that line, I am less than the actions I take to support you in this journey and to remind you that the story is never over when we think it is. I remember when I was struggling with that many, many years ago and was very confused about the way I had a vision of myself versus the actions I was taking in my daily life. And a good friend of mine told me, if you want something you've never had, then you might have to do something you've never done. And it's interesting because now that I think on that, he never said, you have to think about something you've never done. He said, you might have to do something you've never done. So I leave you with that this week. We are less than the actions we take. So until next week, make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast listening platform. Check out this week's playlist on my personal Spotify account. Join me on Instagram and TikTok at Love Letters and Mixtapes for daily journal prompts. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider making a monthly donation to support this podcast by clicking the link in my Instagram bio.